from the CSI Today News Desk at the College of Staten Island. Welcome to the CSI Today Talks Podcast with your hosts, David Pizzuto and Terry Manns. The CSI Today Talks Podcast is your connection to the College of Staten Island with the newsmakers that make it happen. From world-renowned faculty and staff, dynamic students, and community leaders, stay connected to CSI with CSI Today Talks. And now, here is your host, Terry Mayers. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the CSI Today Talks podcast on CSIToday.com or from wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. This is Terry Mayers, co-host of CSI Today Talks, here to bring you the latest episode, Season 3, Episode 5. Today we're talking with CSI and Verrazano School student Kier Brown, who is also CSI Compost Ambassador and President of the CSI Garden Club. Before we get to Kier, we want to remind you to make sure that you subscribe to our podcast. Co-host David Pizzuto and I will look to bring you new episodes often. Like this episode coming up, all of our episodes are available via our archive on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, from our website at www.csitoday.com, or from wherever you found us today. So let's get right into it. Hi, Kier. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to do this. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you so much. Good. I had a work day today, so oh, okay. I'm, I'm ready to start my second job, which is mom. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, why don't we start off by you telling me a little bit about your life before you came to CSI. Sure. That actually began back in 2017. That was the very first time I came to CSI. I had been recently divorced and needed direction. I said, after being a stay-at-home mom for over 10 years, I felt that it was time for me to go back to school and find a career. But when you have two children, a 21-year-old and a 9-year-old now, Mm -hmm. um, but during that time, they they were much younger, it was more or less, is school right now good enough or is going to work good enough? So I chose to go back to work. Okay. After the pandemic, when the pandemic was totally over, I went to a temporary job working for a, a city agency. Okay. And it was a very mundane job, okay. <laughs> to say the least. And it was said to me that, you know, after a couple of months, they're looking to hire uh, folks permanently. And I knew right then and there that I could not spend any more time other than my another, maybe just a month there at that job because I knew it wasn't for me. I couldn't do it anymore. Spinning your wheels. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's what led me back to CSI. Because I knew at that point uh, my children were older. COVID had left me jobless. Um, I was working at at a dream job at at that particular time uh, before everything closed down. I was working at a corporate catering company, and it was very fun visiting a lot of businesses and getting to know uh, the business of catering with food and tasting and sampling some of those different foods as well, too. Not bad. So. Yeah, but unfortunately, COVID had uh, took that away. And then coming back to CSI, I just knew that 
having my dream fulfilled at getting any degree, it could have been a degree in fingernail painting. I needed it. I needed okay. the degree. The degree is something that I've always wanted to have for my personal growth, my personal growth. What I wanted to do with it, I wasn't quite sure. I wasn't quite sure at that time. No, you have to no. make the first step, though. Indeed, indeed. Uh, so starting to when I started back, I think it was in 2021, spring of 2021, if I'm not mistaken, shortly thereafter, uh, enrolling into some just uh, just elective classes, nothing in particular. I decided that I wanted to go into to sociology. OK, um, sociology, because it gave me the option to explore people and cultures and why people do the things that they do and in the societies and different societies, whether it's outside of the U.S. or inside the U.S. or mostly inside of the U.S. because everybody is so diverse. Mm -hmm. It just made more sense for me to want to start with sociology. Uh, what I really wanted to do before was psychology. And then I went into the social work program, but didn't finish when I first started in CSI. Right. But it landed me here back to uh, CSI with sociology. How do you like the college so far and why? Well, when I came back to CSI, I decided that I was going to be a part of the campus community. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to just go it could be easy just to go to classes and go back home but i needed more out of it after coming out of the pandemic being isolated i felt that in order to progress more into my future whatever the future job or career would be i had to expand my horizons okay um and that's what led me to first working as a federal work study student with the library and I did a semester there but it wasn't fulfilling so the next following semester well let me go back in between that time I had an advisement with Cheryl from Verrazano mm -hmm. and we were talking about what the career goal was what do you want to do after you have graduated and I couldn't really wrap my head around it so she picked my brain and my thing is food okay i love to entertain i love to cook for my friends and family and towards the opening of the of the world again i started briefly catering a catering business two face cookery oh. is the name of the company and i started cooking and just doing little small catering of jobs with my friends of mine and also cooking for a charity event that my friend had put on back in 22 if i'm not mistaken 2022 okay so it was fulfilling it was wonderful but it's i still didn't feel like it was really something i wanted to do as a long time thing or as the only thing so she still picked my brain and she said well, what about nutrition food studies food systems and I was like, food studies, that's it. That's okay. it. Sociology, dealing with understanding cultures, but cultures through food, food studies. And that became the end goal. That is, that is why I'm here. Okay. <laughs> that is why I'm here. I came back knowing that I needed to find another work study position. 
and the position of compost ambassador at sustainable plant uh, community planning um, is what stuck out to me. And I'm working with Nora Santiago, who is the program manager, and also her assistant, Brenda Franco, and also Timothy, Timothy Smoko, working with these three wonderful people who are doing a lot on campus when it comes to not only sustainability, but they also handle the, uh, the Willowbrook Mile when they talk about the former mental hospital that was here on campus and, you know, bringing awareness to what has happened in the past and then, you know, trying not to redo those things in the future. Sure. Of course, the new initiative now is to bring forth zero plastics on campus. That is a big thing that has been handed over to my uh, my supervisor, in which I am so glad to be a part of it. All of this does revolve around food in one way or another. I am the compost ambassador in which I, you know, uh, educate others and take in food scraps from the dining services. We use that compost to give nutrients to our crops that we have, the Gardener 1C and at 6S. So it's all work work in one. It all works in one. Okay. (laughs) It's a a mouthful. It's a mouthful. (laughs) So you're also president of the Garden Club, right, at CSI? I am. Yes, thank you for asking. I am. Um, When I started working with the Office of Sustainability, Nora Santiago, she asked me if I would be interested. And at first I was a little bit apprehensive because of my my class load and, of course, my home life with my two children. Well, my adult child, not, not, not more so, but with my kids and everything. And I didn't think I can take that on, but Mm -hmm. because it was something that I love to do at home in my personal life, I call it urban gardening because I'm in an apartment. I don't have a backyard or anything, but I do have plants that I've been taking care of for 20 plus years. All right. So I figured that that would be a great way definitely to enter the social part of the campus community. So it, it, I'm actually in my second term, my second and last term for many reasons. Okay. <laughs> but you're almost reasons. there. You're almost there. Yes. Yes, I am. With with graduating coming up in May of 2024, I'm not only graduating with my uh, BA in sociology, anthropology, I am attending the Master of Arts in Liberal Studies as well. It's a four plus one program where you take four courses within the last year of your bachelor's program at the same time. So I will be oh. graduating with both my master's and my bachelor's. So I Wonderful. have a heavy, heavy load. Yes. Thank you so much. Very exciting. <laughs> Very exciting. Yeah. With all those responsibilities, working on two majors at the same time, that's, that's pretty amazing. It is, and at one point, you really think you can't do anything, more or less all of what I am doing now. And I am giving myself a pat on the back because it didn't come easy um, with a lot of social anxiety, a lot of naysaying by myself, not by anybody else, but a lot of naysaying about myself really prevented me from trying to do the minimum. And I still feel that I can do more. (laughs) I can do more. (laughs) Okay. So you were talking about having self-doubt issues, being your own worst enemy. How did you overcome that, Kier? 
I think what it is, I felt that I had a future. I didn't think I had a future other than being mom and that was it. And working at the mundane jobs of the world. Uh, most of them were temporary and or unfulfilling. Mm-hmm. And I felt that that was it for me. I felt that was it. I didn't think I had a enough time in the world, B, money, to do anything. And what I realized is that I threw myself and I have friends who were like, here, are you sure you can do all of this? And I was like, well, you know what? I don't know if I don't try. Yeah. Period. Right. That's it. And like I said before, I try it and now I feel I can do more. And the self-doubt and the glorious things have that have come out of it with me knowing where my path is, a better mental health from it because thank goodness for the CSI Counseling Center. They, they have provided me with great therapy, great tools in order to get me through these humps that happen periodically with when it comes to trying to achieve these goals. And also with my home life, when I have my children and making sure that they're doing well and I'm able to do well myself at school with work and working with the club members, the club as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, you mentioned the Verrazano School and Cheryl yes. Craddock and the help that she gave you. How does it feel to be a part of the Verrazano School and why? Well, the first invitation I received was back in 2017-18 um, because of my grades. Uh, okay. My grades were very well. If I'm not mistaken, it was three point something. I don't remember exactly. But it, it was in the threes. Okay. <laughs> it was in the threes. But I didn't feel that, again, I can add anything on. I can do it. I wasn't going to be able to do the classes plus extra uh, community service work and things like that. That is required by the Verizona Honors Program. This time around, again, saying to myself, if I'm going to be a part of the social campus community, I need to do as much as I can in order to put my stamp on my legacy when I leave from here. (laughs) And that was one of the first organizations, let's just say, that I had uh, entered when coming back to to CSI. My experience has been glorious. I think that the focus on not only your GPA – but the focus on the social aspects and cultural and community service is what really opens up a lot of wonderful things that'll come to you, you know, if you if you put yourself into it. The program itself has so much of a stamp in me that I, every time I see somebody who's a part of or who's even with Macaulay, if I know that you're a part of Macaulay or Verrazano, I make sure I say, how you doing? My name is Kia. I'm Verrazano as well because I'm so proud of it. I am. All right. And you mentioned the social aspects of Verrazano. Is uh, mm-hmm. that your favorite aspect of being a part of the Verrazano school or are there any other things that you're really glad to be a part of? I'm very glad to be a part of Arizona because of the one-on-one advisement. I do have an advisor within my sociology department, but I don't get a one-on-one like I do with Cheryl. Mm -hmm. I feel that 
they know me personally, not just as my input number. <laughs> that's yes. that's it. <laughs> A nice touch there. Exactly. I'm not just the input number. I am Kier, and Kier wants to do X, Y, and Z. And let's see, oh, this is interesting. Maybe Kier would want to uh, talk about this or go to see this. And I think that is just wonderful. Advisement, yes, is great. But having that one-on-one personal relationship is the key, making me feel like a person and not a number. And one of the things I can say, too, about Cheryl and Cynthia in that office, they are absolute champions of their students. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. I I feel it every time. (laughs) Every time. Every email that comes in, I feel it. Yes. All right. Now, we've talked about your sustainability extracurricular activities. Of course, you're taking on more of an academic load being a part of the Verrazano School. Are there Mm -hmm. any other extracurricular activities that you're involved in? And if so, what are they? Um, none really, other than the garden club, my, what I love to do at home with my children, we, we just like to go out and eat at different restaurants. My daughter, she's actually a chef. Uh, so she's, we, we definitely love to, we're foodies. So nothing within school, (laughs) nothing within school, but just the garden club and any activities going on with us, a sustainable uh, office. Yes. All right. So as you mentioned, you're a junior now, and Mm -hmm. looking back on your time here, what have been some of the achievements that you're proud of? I think I'm really proud that we have put life back into the Garden Club. After the pandemic, the the Garden Club and the the Sustainability Club uh, both were defunct because there were no members and those who were interested weren't interested in taking on officer roles in the club. I'm very proud to have that revived and going forth with having our own events and making sure that the legacy of the club still lives on after uh, myself and a few of the other members and officers have graduated out. Okay, and I have noticed an uptick definitely in the amount of events that you folks are doing. Why don't you mm-hmm. tell us about some of those? Sure. So our next event that we are having is on September the 21st, and that is called the Celebrate the Harvest, our first annual harvest celebration. We have planted uh, some vegetables in our garden. We have basil, we have tomatoes, we have squash. But unfortunately, we don't have enough because of the way the season was. We didn't really have enough to share with everybody. So we're having a fruit of our, quote unquote, the fruit of our labor uh, celebration of the foods that we would propose we would have had (laughs) from our garden. And we're celebrating just um, we want more members to come in and see uh, more folks to come and see what we do. We want to introduce them to our new newest members and our uh, returning members and just really have a camaraderie with food. We plan on having some caprese. Sounds <laughs> some good. Caprese, some I might show up for that. <laughs> yes, please come by One Sea Garden on the 21st. After that, we are having our first Halloween party. Uh, in a sense, we're, we're just we're going to be dressing up and we're going to be giving out candy, <laughs> which is going to be fun. That's at October the 26th. Okay. Uh, and 
November the 2nd is a art event where I will be pressing flowers and we'll be creating artwork either for yourself or for a gift for someone. And then last but not least, the culminating event for the semester ending and a holiday party in December. That is December the 2nd. So, and in between that, we work hand in hand with the sustainability office as well. So they have events that are put on and we help facilitate those events like composting. Uh, we get down and dirty with composting, with the compost we receive from the dining services and we 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 process the food scraps that we receive so we also facilitate with that as well so anything that goes on within the sustainability uh, with their event we are uh, the garden club is there to help as well okay and you also collect scraps from the campus community correct Indeed, indeed. Every Monday, uh, weather permitting, between 12.30 and 1.30, we collect scraps, food scraps uh, from the campus community um, over at 1C Garden. If there's a, in an event that there is a re- rescheduling, it'll be put out on an email blast. But for the most part, you'll see me, Kier, there, ready and willing to educate and to collect your, your food scraps. Okay. Now, we talked about your achievement restarting Mm -hmm. the garden club re-energizing it what have been some of your challenges as a csi student as a student um in the beginning it was reading studying it was very hard to organize my time manage my time to be able to study and pass classes Quite honestly, it became so hard that although in the end I did pass, but it was a struggle to do so because I didn't have any time management skills. This uh, this time around, my management skills revolve around my schedule. So I know my study time revolves around my schedules where I know where I'm go- when I'm going to be to work, obviously, and when I'm going to be in class. So the days that I am off, I purposely set three days off just so I can study and make sure that I am doing the assignment and reading enough uh, for my classes. So time management was a struggle, not anymore. Okay. (laughs) And also your family life, I'm sure, poses some challenges as well when you're trying to balance all these things out, right? And your work life. Yes. I don't work another job outside of CSI. I only work with, with CSI. So that definitely leaves a lot open but i am a full-time student okay (laughs) yeah and then some and and then some right so i'm taking on actually 22 credits this semester so it's yeah so um my again my time management really does revolve around my son myself as work and everything and i've been able to really carve out even this time was be, was a being able to carve it out. So it's really it's it's really a technique that you have to nail down indefinitely in order to do to do well in class and to be a part of the campus community socially as well. Now looking to the future, what does mm-hmm. your future look like here? I have started two preliminary PhD applications. Uh, One is for the PhD program for food studies at NYU. And the other is a cultural anthropology PhD program over at the Graduate Center. So (laughs) I am tasking myself. and There is no time like now to go ahead and set forth my goals 
and to make sure that I have the proper education for it. So um, there's no holds bar. I'm I've already started the application for that. Also, I plan on applying for adjunct position here on campus and hoping to work permanently with the sustainability office if it is permitted. We'll see. We will see upon graduation what will happen. Good luck. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I would love to have a position within the sustainability office indefinitely. What the position would be, I'm not quite sure. The compost ambassador, I think, is reserved specifically for federal work study students. Mm -hmm. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) All right. And one final question. Yes. You've been through so much as Mm -hmm. a CSI student, and you're still going through that. What advice would you offer someone who's coming in as an incoming freshman this fall? Wow. Um, I can say with confidence, I said to one of my um, incoming members of the uh, Garden Club, be yourself. Be yourself. Okay. You have to know and be yourself, and you have to listen to yourself. Listen to yourself. You know, you're going to have a lot of chatter from everybody else on what you should do. And just be yourself. Think about what you feel, how you feel. Take those cues from your body saying, hey, you know, that don't seem right. Just be yourself. I know it sounds just it sounds like the regular thing that everybody says, but I think as when as I got older, that's what I realized that it's it was almost an imposter syndrome. Well, it probably was an imposter syndrome that I was going through. And when I start just being Pierre, that's when the world opened up for me. It's going to be scary because you've been told to do X, Y, and Z for your entire life. Now you're in this whole new world. Be yourself. Great advice. Thank you. Well, Kier, thanks so much for joining me today and telling me about your amazing story. Wow, thanks. Thank you so much. I'm taking it back. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, thanks again, and take care. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening. Coming up next week, David Pizzuto rejoins the show with another exclusive interview on CSI Today Talks. Check us out, as well as all the newsmakers at CSI, on www.csitoday.com, and be sure to subscribe. We'll see you next week, right here on CSI Today Talks. Thank you for listening to this edition of the CSI Today Talks podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast to get alerted for brand new episodes and to listen on demand to your favorites. Be sure to check us out at www.csitoday.com csitoday.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.